The ancient king of Israel, Saul, was said to have suffered from intense insomnia and a troubled mind. He employed a young musician named David to play the lyre and help him find peace, rest, and sleep. I'm James Stewart, and this is Timeline from VPR Classical. The story of David and Saul demonstrates that we've always understood the healing qualities of music, its ability to alleviate pain and ease the mind. However, it's only been in the past few decades that we've truly begun to study music's true palliative power. During World War I, many of those who fought seemed to suffer from a mysterious post-combat illness. The soldiers reported amnesia, dizziness, tremors, headaches, tinnitus, and attention deficits. Basically, all the signs of a brain injury without any of the physical markers. Physicians used the term shell shock to describe what these patients had in common. There was no physical treatment for what was considered to be a psychological issue, so enter the singer-actor Paula Lind Ayers. In 1919, she was hailed the girl who sings away shell shock. I'm always chasing rain. Paula was a YMCA entertainer, a type of early USO, that performed in hospitals and convalescent camps overseas during the war. She stumbled into a career as a song physician, singing to shell shock soldiers and easing their tension. She would begin with simple lullabies and gentle songs and then gradually transition to something more rousing and spirited. In an interview, she stated, I watch for signs of improvement, and when it seems wise, go on to other songs. And soon, most of the boys are singing with me. Paula Ayers is perfectly describing the methodology used in modern musical therapy. Professor Suzanne Hansler, the Berkeley College of Music, is a board-certified music therapist. Suzanne writes that music therapy protocol is designed to perform several functions, to distract the listener from pain or anxiety and comfort them with familiar music while providing a basis for rhythmic breathing in the systematic release of body tension. The goal is to have the patient rely less on medication and to improve respiration, blood pressure, and heart rate through musical practice. How is this possible? How and why does it work? In 1965, Ronald Melzack and Patrick Wall published an article called Pain Mechanisms, a new theory, in Science Magazine. They suggested the gate control theory of pain. Now, it's evident that how we feel, our expectations, our emotions, somehow affect our perception of pain. If we expect something to hurt, it usually does. If we're upset, it hurts more. If we're calm, it hurts less. This theory suggests that there is a cognitive gate that can either allow signals through to the brain or can block them. Helping a patient relax and find a place of calm, distracting them with enjoyable sounds and music can override the pain signals and provide relief. There is so much more research to do and so much more to know in this growing field of music therapy, but we want to hear from you. What are some stories from your experience of these healing and calming qualities of music? Let us know and follow the timeline at vpr.org slash timeline.